Rocking with me on this late night space. Um, this is part one of my usual midseason report. So, part one of my report, I just want to focus on two players tonight. Uh, the first player I want to focus on because I, I I gotta get him out the way. I want to focus specifically on R.J. Barrett tonight, and I want to focus on Jalen Brunson. Uh, is get these two guys out of the way. Two two guys who I feel like is is most important to what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish. So I think starting with those two guys first, it it should be done. So with that said, uh, the Knicks beat the shit out of the Nets tonight. Um, and I look up at the half. You know, it's halftime. You know me. I'm not really a stat. I'm not really a stat person like that. I like to watch the game from my eyes, and I like to watch the game from just what I'm seeing with my eyes and my mind and, and how I feel about it. I knew RJ was playing bad tonight. Like, I, I knew he was playing bad. Uh, lethargic on defense. He, he he just no energy, no effort, no wanted. E- even if I hate Tibbs' offense, you got to give me more than what you gave me tonight. I look up at the half, the young man has zero, 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 zero. <laughs> I mean, you can slump, okay? 
like everybody can slump. Anybody can slump. You're a young player. Okay, cool. You're 22. Okay, fine. You can, you can slump. At the same time, though, when you're getting the paid the big bucks, you're getting paid $120 million, I got to judge you accordingly. I got to look at you a certain way, and I got to judge you accordingly. I got to I gotta make sure I'm not bugging the fuck out. Although he's averaging a career high in field goal percentage. I believe he's averaging a career high in free throw percentage or, and three-point percentage. I believe his last 30 games, he's shooting 38% from three. With that said, with this horrible game tonight, he went down to 19.5 points per game. They're still averaging five rebounds per game. He's averaging, I just rounded off, he's averaging three assists per game. This first half of the season, I believe his defensive rating is also horrible. But the one thing that sticks out to me the most when it comes to R.J. Barrett and just looking at half it, his half-season stats, it's the assist for me. The 2.8 assists for me is really egregious from R.J. Barrett, only because I know he's capable of passing the ball more. Last game I seen a play with Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin was wide open under the cup. Obviously, he didn't pass the ball to Obi Toppin. But at the same time, he has to be smarter with the basketball in his hands, right? Uh, when you have the basketball in your hands and you're only shooting 43% from the field as a wing, that's not really good to me. But you're still shooting a career high and field goal percentage. So it's okay to 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 say, yeah, I, I like that. But pick it up more. And I know he could pick it up more. Games like this tonight were so bad, I couldn't genuinely join Twitter Spaces tonight. I couldn't join Twitter Spaces tonight. I could not here two hours straight of people saying, well, he's trash, he's this, he's that, and that. He's playing like garbage. I can't. I have no excuses for how he's playing. And I think the another egregious thing I don't like about R.J. Barrett this season, this happened to see, the 24 steals. I know he's way, he, he's capable of getting more steals than this. He's capable of getting in the passing lanes. He's capable of being disruptive defensively. You have to watch Josh Hart for a couple of games and understand what it means to get it out the mud. You got to go back to your roots. You're not getting it out the mud right now. What Julius Randle went through last season, I'm seeing RJ go through the exact same thing. But the difference between Randle and RJ is, Randall is a 27, 28-year-old grown-ass man with a family, and he is married. So his mentals is kind of different from R.J. Barrett's. The man came in, broke his leg first game, comes back, still got his head on the swivel on the Lakers. They move switch from team to team. They come to the Knicks. We booing this fucking guy, get him the fuck off the team. He, he's built mentally different. What I'm looking at right now from this young man is a combination of several things. He looks like he's pressing, like he's trying to prove his worth. You don't have to prove anything. You got Jalen Iverson next to you giving you 40 and 5. And even some nights, I don't even like his – some nights, I, it was a night earlier this season where I did not like Jalen Brunson's 41 points. I felt like he ball hogged for it. Tonight's game – it felt like it was in the flow of the game. 
as you've noticed, I did not send no tweet out, Jalen Brunson, stop the ball hogging. Because if you're being aggressive in the flow of the game, I have nothing to say about you. Nothing to say. Absolutely nothing. But tonight, you kind of need 40 and 5 because R.J. Barrett is literally hauling ass first half. Even in the second half, he was hauling ass. Even in the second half. And, you know, just on, I, I'm on stat moves. And R.J. Barrett's defensive rating is 117.3. Pick it up, brother. Pick it the fuck up, young blood. 117 is atrocious. That is disgusting. I don't even want to put in Jalen Brunson's defensive rating. Because I feel like I, I don't want to shit on my my young boy already as much as he, he needs to get shitted on even more. But I don't want to put up Jalen Brunson's defensive rating. I don't want to do that because it's going to make me more pissed off with this young man. Yeah, you shooting a career off in the field, field goal. Percent. Yeah, you're getting 5.2 rebounds. Can I get six rebounds per game? You strong. You top 10 in small forwards and rebounds per game. Why can't I get six rebounds per game? I could care less if Julius Randle's a, an elite rebounder. I could care less if Isaiah Artestan is an elite offensive rebounder. I need you to pick it up. Just pick it up a little bit. That one play where Cam Johnson ran a pick and roll and R.J. Barrett was behind him chasing that man, he did not chase that man last season. Something is up. Another thing I was looking at, just looking at R.J. Barrett's defense and looking at the scheme that we're in, I don't want to, and and, and this is all opinion, so I don't want nobody to kill me for this. Um, I don't want to sound like the a, a, a bad guy, but when you insert Jalen Brunson, a six-foot point guard, and you remove Alec Burks, maybe I took Alec Burks um, for granted, right? Because when you remove Alec Burks, you in place, you insert Jalen Brunson, a six-foot point guard, uh, and then you insert another 22-year-old wing in Quentin Grimes, who also got dog walked tonight. That's kind of going to hurt R.J. Barrett's defense. I never wanted R.J. Barrett to guard the other team's best perimeter player. Never, ever. I think he should focus on playmaking and scoring more. But at the same time, that might be an excuse. Because he should want to take that challenge of guarding the other team's best player and scoring on him. Maybe Kobe Bryant has... Has has babied me for far too long. Maybe the shooting guards I grew up with, maybe they just ain't built like that no more. Maybe it's he can he can only score 15 points or 20 points per game. And he can really defend. It's not those 25-point scorers who could play both sides of the ball no more. It's pretty rare. Jalen Brown is one of them, but it's pretty rare. Tatum, kind of rare. Giannis, only a couple. But for R.J. Barrett to take that next step, I need him to, one, this summer, he has to.
get his handle is dog shit. Dog shit. Trash. Basura. Poppycock. Chitlins. I don't know what this man Drew Halen is teaching this young man when it comes to handling the pill. He cannot handle the pill. And if he can't handle the pill, dumbass head coach, run more pick and rolls for him. Get him off a pick and roll. I don't need to see R.J. Barrett ever, 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 ever in an ISO situation. Not his game. Another stat. And I don't like to get at my young boy, but you got to sometimes tell the truth. R.J. Barrett, the highest mid-range percentage, field goal percentage, minimum 30, 30 attempts. Suggs is shooting the highest in the NBA. I'm going right to the lowest. R.J. Barrett has is the third lowest in the league, 26.5% with 45 attempts. He has to learn how to operate in that mid-range area. That is a next area, uh, a next step in his game. His handle in the mid-range game has to focus on that this summer. It's egregious that this young man wants to drive into the paint every single play. Mix it up. You're boring. You're too predictable. No bag. Get it together, young blood. What are you doing? Stop pop. That's what it's there for. Use your body strength. I know you can move them off of them, move move defenders off of you. But see, this is when I say fire Tom Thibodeau. Because Mr. Thibodeau, I don't think he's just using R.J. Barrett correctly. I just genuinely think that. And what scares me the most about this whole R.J. Barrett situation is I hope Thibodeau don't get full autonomy of the Knicks, man. Because he's gonna ruin, he's gonna destroy the Knicks. Because I could see a scenario where RJ Barrett is like Andrew Wiggins. Zach Levine is like Jimmy Butler. We trade RJ Barrett for Zach Levine. Because Tibbs wanna win now. He wanna he 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 got his guys, Josh Hart. You know everybody happy. Yay, yay, Josh Hart, yay. You know. Then we go in the next season, Josh Hart. You know people shaking ass for him now. You know, new girl on the block. She looks gorgeous. You know when you at work, the new girl comes in. She look gorgeous because that's the new girl at work. You know. Um, um, I hope they don't go that route. I hope they let it marinate. Do not trade this young man, R.J. Barrett. Especially for no guy like Zach Levine. That's not how this works. You won't win nothing like that. You will get instant karma. And it's bad enough when the Knicks traded Patrick Ewing in 01. I was 11 years old. I didn't understand the... The, 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 the significance of trading a guy like Patrick Ewan and the karma the Knicks would receive after trading Patrick Ewan. 
I don't want to experience karma anymore. And I also feel like the best solution moving forward is keeping R.J. Barrett with a guy like Brunson, with a guy like Randall. You keep the 22-year-old in the building. He's not going to get worse. He's only going to get better. Everybody goes through slump. Shit, I dealt with quickly during the slump. And I hated his fucking ass. Ball hogging bitch. All types of names I used to call him. But but I got to understand when, 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 when guys like, you know, Cousins, he said to me earlier, you know, um, RJ's getting paid the big bucks. You know, Quentin Grimes is not. I don't give a fuck about that. That's not called accountability to me. To me, accountability is when you hold all your players on the team, regardless of how much they get paid, you treat them equally. If I'm going to give RJ smoke, I got to give Brunson praise when he plays well. Quentin Grimes was awful tonight. That is a fact. RJ was awful tonight. That is a fact. Randall, he's indifferent. I've been giving him passes lately. Y'all notice I haven't been saying Randall's playing bad. I don't even put up Randall's bad games no more. He gets a pass. His regular season pass is done with me. I have no reason to complain about Julius Randall anymore. He plays good basketball. Even when he's playing stupid, it's not cringeworthy stupid. Like, like, his first three seasons here, his first season here, it was cringeworthy stupid. Like, yo, my G, you really not going to pass it to the corner? Like, oh, my G, you really going to spend moving to three people? It's all about growth. When we got Randall, how old was Randall? He was 24 years old. You know, when you get a guy like Brunson, we got Brunson at 26 years old. You know? Um, give it time. Gotta give it time. Everything great comes to those who show patience. I'm willing to show patience with R.J. Barrett. I didn't have no patience for Julius Randle these past four years. But shit, he's been shoved down my brain. I've been just trying to trade that motherfucker for season for years. I still got to watch Randall. But I've been praising his ass, though. Rightfully so. He's been playing good basketball. Right? So I, I just need people to start, you know, just be more fair. You know, stop coming on the Twitter spaces and, and saying stupid shit like, oh, well, you know, the toxic Knicks Twitter and this, that, and the third. Bro, you ain't no better than Toxic Knicks Twitter. You don't sleep with them at night. You don't pay nobody's rent. You don't put in no work that the other person put in. So stop trying to make yourself sound like you're the bigger person. Just because Josh Hart made you feel good tonight. Relax. You're not getting the cookie or a check from the New York Knicks. That's Anthony's MSG job. Not yours. Stop policemen. Oh, people come on Knicks Twitter. They're miserable. This, that, and the third. The Knicks got out the first round one time in 23 years, brothers and sisters. How dare somebody tell you how to fan? And remember, I did a little, I did a little trick. 
you know, I I put some bait out there, right? And I said, you know, I'm going I'm to criticize RJ. I'm going to start getting at him. So what I do is I criticize RJ. I criticize Randall, Brunson, all these dudes. And I criticize these dudes. And I notice who commenting under the tweet. I start reading the comments. The reason why I put out the rule of you need to send me a video response or if you got under 100 followers, I might mute you or I might block you. The reason why I'm actually doing because the same people write under my R.J. Barrett criticism tweets, but you don't write under no other tweet that I present. You don't share anything else. You don't share the the Brunson praise. You don't share the Randall praise. You don't share nothing else. You come on Twitter just to see me tweet, criticize the RJ Barrett, just for you to show me love. That is blind hate. That's dick sucking. I don't like it. We got to call out the fake on Nick's Twitter. I already called out Josh earlier from nothing but Nick's about this shit. I'm done with that shit. And I love Josh. I've been on pods with Josh. Straight live stream. Shout out to Evil. Dog next podcast. I love Josh. But I don't see Josh on none of my tweets. I own him on the RJ Barrett tweets. I got to call you out for that. That's nasty work. So when I say Nick's Twitter got this, 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 everybody got a big dick energy that I don't like, that, that's the shit I'll be talking about. It's nonsense. Poppycock. It's okay to get at the young man. But be fair. When I call Quentin Nelikina, Quentin Nelikina, people, oh, State, you retarded. You this, you that. You this, you that. But I criticize R.J. Barrett. I don't get the same venom. Funny. So Quentin Grimes is pampered by company men? Okay, cool. I listen to I listen to Mike Breen and Clyde tonight talk about Josh Hart for 15 minutes straight. If you motherfuckers don't think CAA is taking this shit over, I got another thing coming for y'all, man. And I want I, I and I'm praying and I'm hoping that RJ Barrett plays better. Because he we need him. We need that young man. He is awful right now. Awful. Awful. I just gave you the defensive rating. 117, no way in fucking hell I would have thought he had a 117 defensive rating. You have to be better than that, man. The youngest Nick to about 4,000 points, you know? Gotta be better than that. I like RJ Barrett with Josh Hart on the court together. It it looks fun for me. Um, I want to continue seeing Josh Hart play like this. Josh Hart gets now moving on from RJ Barrett, unless Ray got something to say about um RJ. Oh, my last thing since Ray you came up with it just popped in my brain too. I said this to somebody else the other day. I don't know who it was. I was on somebody else's space. But I basically called R.J. Barrett, I called him a system basketball player. And the reason why I called him a system, a system basketball player is because sometimes certain basketball players 
need more direction on offense than others. What I mean by is maybe R.J. Barrett needs one of those Popovich type of in-the-box style offenses where you want him to do this, this, and this. You don't want him to ISO. You want him in this set. You want him in to, to come off this screen. If you got option A, B, and C, if none of those is there, then you think about scoring. I think he's a system basketball player. I don't think he's – I don't think this system with Jalen Brunson and Randall works for RJ as the third fiddle. I have yet to see the game. It's been about two, three months since I've seen a game. And R.J. Barrett, Randall, and Jalen Brunson play well all three together at the same time. They got to find a, a, a synergy where one is playing well. Or like They got to find a synergy. They have to find a synergy. And I think the synergy starts with R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson. Um, I think R.J. Barrett mentally, I think he just has to genuinely scale it back a bit. You gotta you gotta understand when the moment is not yours. You don't have to score every time. How about getting some assists? How about getting some more rebounds? This is where a guy like Josh Hart comes in. Second game is a Nick, 27 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, 71% from the field, 67% from three, 75% from the free throw line. Come on now. And I'm absolutely not talking this start Josh Hart nonsense. I'm not starting Josh Hart. Josh Hart is coming off my bench. He's the bench mob. And Josh Hart is definitely a keeper. Championship role player. You need players like that. You always need championship role players. The others is the most important people on the team if you have championship aspirations. You're super. Anybody can get a suit. What's up, Ray? Time out. Time out. Time out. First of all, what's up? You hit What's a up? lot of I said some bullshit. Yeah, you just said what some I bullshit said. right now. Like, <clears throat> so, be, because it's like, how are you going to tell me Josh Hart is a championship role player and we need that, right? Mm-hmm. But then in the same breath, say some shit like, we got to trade Julius Randle high because he's a third option. I didn't champ- say- Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You trade Julius Randle at his highest point because he's a third option on a championship team. Like, like that's the shit that, like, confuses me a little bit, right? But, like, I'm going to let that slide. My other thing is okay. RJ is rattled. He's rattled right now, and you're right. Like, you, you hit that spot on. Like, he's getting in his own way. Like, he's trying to do way too much, and it's like, yo, you're causing way too many turnovers. Like, you're making the offense look more discombobulated. And it's like, today, like – because I, I went to the game or whatever. So I, I, it's it's always a better perspective, like, when you're there because it's, like, real time. So it's, like, you you actually see it. And it's, like, bro, it's, it's the same fucking game. We run the same offense, bro. It's just, like, if it hits, it hits. And, like, Jalen Brunson going off is cool. Like, that's that's dope. Like, I, I'm I'm down for that. But I would like to see you get more assists, my boy. Like, I would like to see more movement in the ball. Like, I would like to see Obi in his 16 minutes be more aggressive instead of trying to pull up and just shoot. Like, shit like that is where, like, you talk about, 
you you brought up something about developing or or I took it as that and it's like these young guys didn't get the proper chance to develop and and it's crazy to me right because you you start looking back at the time and it's like we got Randall at 24 you get what I'm saying like this is how you build quote unquote like teams to to win championships this is how the Celtics did it like they had some older guys mad draft picks they built young and then they started getting it together. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals as rookies. Then they just fell off the face of the fucking earth. Then they had six cornerstone pieces at the same time. Then that didn't work out. And then they had to bridge off of that. And then they finally found a formula that worked for them. You get what I'm saying? <coughs> Excuse me. And the Knicks, for whatever reason, it's like, we kind of have that same formula. But we rather just fucking sell them for nothing. And then just get all, all these people who on paper look good. And then what do they do? They put us in cap hell. They fuck us for draft picks. And then we're in this constant rebuild mode that doesn't fucking exist because we're trying to win now consistently. So it's like, it, it's just, I'm happy we beat the Nets because I don't, I don't give a fuck if we're tanking. I don't give a fuck if we're, if we're the worst team in the league. Knicks versus the Nets, bro. We have to come competitive. I don't give a fuck what the score is, what the record is. We have to at least try in that game. It, it's a pride game more than anything else. So I'm happy we got that win. What I'm not happy with is the Cam Reddish hate, like the disgusting Cam Reddish hate, because there's a lot of people on, on these spaces saying like dumb shit that's just like outlandish, because if Cam Reddish really got a fair opportunity, I'm I'm not saying he would be better than Josh Hart, but I guarantee you he would produce more in in his role like he would actually be he would show some difference in the game like he just didn't get a fair shake and today our leading scorers were Jalen Brunson and Josh fucking Hart so what is that like and and don't get me wrong Josh Hart brings it uh, energy it's it's cool like it, it, it's dope but it's not to me it's not NBA championship you get what I'm saying it's it's not real it's a mirage to me it's it's like i'm gonna get excited and then heartbroken and then ask myself like how did this happen this team is is filled with all of these guys and then it's like in reality no you're really far the fuck away from where you think you're at and it's like i feel like us as knicks fans and, and you said some shit about toxic twitter and like i'm i'm new to the whole like knicks twitter like everything right and it's like i i come here as a fan bro you get what i'm saying like i come here as a fan like I love this team. I want this team this team to do well. I want this team to grow the right way. And I obviously want a championship because it has been so long. But what I don't want is, like, people to start turning on each other and just start, like, getting at each other when it's like, yo, at the end of the day, all we want is the same thing. Like, today, I was at the game, bro, and I had Knicks fans tell me take my R.J. Barrett jersey off. You know how fucking dumb that shit was to me? Yeah, like, I looked at them. I'm like, yo, are you fucking dumb? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and you I'm just so crazy. You had this, those same said Nick fans had pitchforks for Julius Randle last season. That's why, I, like, I kind of like I try to ignore that stupid shit, bro. Like, I like I try to hold players accountable equally and down the line. Um, but certain players I try to treat them differently than others, um, due to their status or their age, right? So I could I could bomb R.J. Barrett like no problem. Call him Ruben Patterson, <laughs> no problem. He's Ruben Patterson. But at the same time, I could put shit in the context like, well, his defense fell off, 
okay, his point guard is six foot. The other wing next to him is six foot four. He's 22 years old as well. You got Julius Randle. We know Randle defensively. He can have defensively. We don't know what the fuck Randle going to do game by game basis. Let's be honest. We don't know if Randle coming. Is he going to show up one night or he not going to show up that night? So I, I try to, I try to be lenient when I say certain things. I give you an example. The other night when we played the Clippers, Paul George was dog walking Quentin Grimes. The timeline was talking about R.J. Barrett getting killed. Me, I'm like, wait, hold up. R.J. getting smoked. But my other young boy getting smoked too. So I like I I I think it's like the popular thing right now to shit on RJ Barrett. I, I, I think it's I think it's fun. Um probably Venom from failing to get Donovan Mitchell and, and stuff like that. Um also RJ Barrett is not a flashy basketball player. Uh he's not gonna give you the flashy up and unders, he's not gonna give you the flashy dunk on people, he's not gonna give you any of that. Straight 90s basketball, straightforward basketball. Uh, and it's cool. I'm fine. With, I, I, I like how people treat RJ Barrett right now. Because all it does is give me bookmark tweets. So when I reshare these tweets, nobody can just act fucking stupid when I challenge them on certain things. Uh, but defensively, the, the short backcourt, bro. Offensively, adjusting his game next to Brunson. You see, I called Jalen Brunson Jalen Iverson for a reason. We signed Jalen Brunson to $100 million to make players around him better, not make himself better. So I'm kind of looking at Jalen Brunson a little bit too with the side eye, but I'm I, I'm going to let Brunson breathe because the coach is a maniac. He just runs isos all day. Like the Knicks is genuinely like, – like Brunson is nice. Don't get me wrong. Like, he beat by boop somebody. He beat by boop three people today. Like, I, he, he's nice. But to get where I think the Knicks need to be, that, that, that RJ Barrett got to pick this shit up. What's up, Ray? Nah, 100%, bro. And, like, that, like, I'm not a Jalen Brunson hater, but, like, I am skeptical of, like, the whole way he, he is who he is today, right? Like, I'm not taking anything away from him. Like, he's he's an elite to be in the league. Like, just that is a blessing in itself. Like, he's got skill. But it's just the way shit looks around the whole team aspect of it is, like, he pretty much got the keys, and it's like, all right, like, we're going to do this shit the way you want it. And then there's no excuses because it's a win-win. Like, you've got a young team, right, that is, is potentially win-now capable, and you get to sell seats. Like, that. that's what the Knicks – is about at the end of the day is just getting us to go there and, and, and spend money. But outside of that, bro, it, it's just like the the whole Jalen Brunson thing. And it's it's funny that you said he, w- he was supposed to make everybody else better. And it's like he hasn't really. Like he doesn't elevate the guy's game. It Him and Julius play the same fucking game. Like I'm going to fucking have the ball till I get collapsed on and then fucking I'm going to kick it out and then get it back. Or kick it out again. And then somebody's going to fumble the fucking ball and try to do some crazy shit. But what I, why I raised my hand was nobody really does flashy shit on the Knicks. Have, have you noticed that aspect? Like, why do you think Obi Toppin just sits in the fucking corner when he should be fucking posterizing several people on the court a night? 
You get what I'm saying? Like, Tibbs doesn't like that flashy shit because he believes that bringing your character out on the court will lose you a game. It'll cause a mistake. Like, if you have too much fun in being yourself and playing your game, it, it'll it'll fuck up the team dynamic. It's not about your individual production. It's about the team winning. That's why Tibbs has this fucking, this, this motor mantra that he talks about. And it's like, no, bro, like, you have an ego thing where you think your way is fucking right and you're just going to try it a hundred times out of a hundred times. And if you get it fucking 40 times, you're a genius. You get what I'm saying? So it's like seeing that shit and then hearing where everybody's coming from. And it's like, I get it, bro. We've been, we're the Cleveland Browns of the fucking league. And a lot of people don't like to like either see it that way or, or whatever because of where we're at. But the Knicks are losers, bro. We have been losers. And it's like we do it to ourselves. And when I say we, I'm talking about our front offices because our front offices have always set us up fucked up. It's like we don't develop. We don't hire well. When it comes to getting a big star, we drive them away because us as fans talk shit 24-7 and don't appreciate shit, right? Because, like, I guarantee you once Randall's gone and RJ's gone, and Obi's gone and Quickly's fucking gone unless we actually smarten up. We're going to see them do special fucking things on other teams. And we're going to be like, damn, I wish they would have done that on the Knicks. And it's like, you dumb motherfucker. They had the potential to do that here. But we chose not to fucking invest in them. So it's like, at the end of the day, we have to start looking at shit like from a real aspect of like how we win championships. How we win a championship. Because we are so far behind the eight ball, bro. It's fucking nasty. Yeah, like I try to um so as far as being behind the eight ball, uh this is where I transition to Josh Hart. Uh when when you're trying to build a championship team, certain people got different ways of building their championship teams. Um me I'm uh I'm under the ideology of look, look, listen, you keep drafting until you find you a generational uh, uh, championship one option, then you figure thing everything else out later. That's my ideology as far as building a championship team. But there are other ways you can do it. You could go to Golden State route. You could you could you could get Steph Curry at seven. You could get Clay at eleven. You could get Draymond Green. Um, in the second round, but you can also build them up together by playing these guys together, giving these guys reps, um, going through consistent playoff battles with these same young guys, and going there. You could go to 2004 Detroit route, right? Where they got a bunch of trades, they got some free agents. Chauncey Billups went over there. They got a midseason trade with Rasheed Wallace, and they won a chip like that. You could go to Miami route, 2006. They got D-Wade, the generational talent. They brought in Shaq, traded for a star. D-Wade in his third season was averaging 27-7. and The fourth best shooting guard of all time. To me, the fourth best. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think D-Wade is, is better than Allen Iverson. That's just me. Uh, me, personally, I don't think he's better than Allen Iverson. Um, there's other ways to, to build championships. The Lakers, you know, you get draft Kobe Bryant, you get Shaq in free agency. Um, the Lakers, again, you you get LeBron in free agency, you trade all your other picks for Anthony Davis, you win a championship. Or you can do it like the Bucks. 
You draft Giannis at 15, keep building, keep building, keep building. You get you another um, building block in, in Chris Kobe Middleton. Then you do a trade for Drew Holiday, put you over the top. So there's many ways you can get a championship. But for the Knicks and this organization, they got to get their championship out the mud. They can't just go out and just try to sell stars. They got to get piece by piece by piece. I am pay- I'm willing to, I, I could be patient for a chip. But I just need to see the steps. Now, when you get a guy like Josh Hart, right? Mind you, I want to keep him on the bench. I'm not talking this Josh Hart start bullshit. No, I'm not starting him over R.J. Barrett. No, I'm not starting him over Quentin Grimes. Pointless. Let R.J. Barrett and Quentin Grimes get punched in their face all season long. What development, right? Play the kids, right? Let them get punched in the mouth. I, I don't give a shit if Quentin Grimes missed eight threes. Keep that young man started. Josh Hart is a great championship bench piece. Ray, when I say championship bench pieces, the others is the reason why the champions are the champions, bro. I can't tell you how many times Derek Fisher hit a fucking clutch three for the Lakers. He's an integral part of Lakers championships. Without fucking Derek Fisher, fucking Robert Ory, Lakers don't win championships, bro. That's a fact. I feel that, but like I, I also feel like overpaying and over glorifying role players is is dangerous, and it, it can blow up in our face like really bad. So like that that's like the whole. I'm not again. I'm not opposed to the fucking Josh Hart thing. Like he's here now. Like it it is what it is. Whether you like it, whether you want to make an optic spin, whatever the fuck it is, like he is bringing energy off the bench in his last two games, and and that's what we need, right? But it's funny how like. He's here now. He's over here just all of a sudden. Like, he fits well. Like, I'm surprised he fits that well into the system, which is dope. But, like, are we going to see Evan play? Are we going to see Rose play? You get what I'm saying? So, when you talk about the bench and, like, the bench is, is what carries, like, the the starters to be able to do what they do. It's like, we don't develop anything, bro. Right? Like, we get refined products and say, like, okay put the jersey on, go be spectacular. Stop you right there. Let me play devil's advocate. Just for conversation, we'll say. Emmanuel Quickly's averaging career highs across the board. Career high and uh, uh, field goal percentage, career high in points per game. Um, his plus minus is always skyrocketing. It's always top with the Knicks. His defensive rating is elite. Top five in the league. He should be all NBA defensive second team honors right now is he a player that you can say is developing right now i can a hundred percent say that the most consistent of the kids are without a doubt rj iq and mitch like there's no debate like those are the three out of the kids that are are my consistent like that that is what are my stepping stones to build quote-unquote a championship caliber team you get what I'm saying? Like, for an example, it's not a complete comparison at all. But, like, what JT is and Jalen Brown is for Boston, I could see where IQ, if he if he was more, like, spot up and just killer with it, like, where he knows all of a sudden, like, 
I'm getting this ball and I'm splashing it right on you. Like if he would just do that more consistently, how he's been doing it this season with RJ getting the fuck out of his slump that he's in and, and understanding that he is that guy. Like, yeah, bro, I can, I can get behind that with Mitch out there just blocking everything in sight and crashing boards. You get what I'm saying? Like that gets me excited. Understanding that potential, seeing that future gets me super excited with a, a, a delusion of Obi Toppin becoming Obi Toppin and, and actually being spectacular, hitting a spot up three, but posting up on somebody and posterizing them, getting a rebound, stop being soft, stop getting hurt. Like, I want these kids to win me a championship. You get what I'm saying? Like, I see that future, but it's like they're being held back, bro. It's organizationally the way that they're being held back. And it's like, again, if you want to get a, a seasoned guy who has like four or five years in the league already, six years in the league, and, and they're a role player for another team, it's like, why would you get that, right? Why would you pay money for what you already know is a, is a, is a proven commodity over something that you have had and you know for a fact that every other team wants it? You get what I'm saying? Like, Tyrese Maxey to me, is the perfect example of what I, IQ could actually become, if not better. You get what I'm saying? Like, those two, to me, play the same style of ball almost, but, like, Maxi is just, like, a different player where his versatility. You get what I'm saying? So it's, like, seeing potential in my squad like that upsets me and frustrates me because it's, like, yo, we're not putting them – we're not investing in them and putting them in positions to win, bro. We're just trying to look at this bullshit fucking – oh, yeah, we're going to win a couple of games. We're going to make a playoff run, and then that's going to be a stepping stone, and that's going to be a building block. And then offseason comes, they're all out of here for fucking win-now moves. And then what? And then what? (laughs) Yo, I'm going to be – you know what's crazy about this whole RJ stuff for me? Um, Be careful what you ask for. That's going to be the quote I'm going to use tonight. Be careful what you ask for. I like Josh Hart. He's good money. Um, I like I like this little squad that we got a little we got a little thing going. It's a little song song. It's still mid to me, but it's a little song song. But be careful what you ask for. What I mean by that is, yeah, RJ Barrett is playing like ass right now. You know, he he he's playing disgusting right now. But when we go into this off season, right? And you people who is talking shit and saying this, that, and third, go ahead and trade him for Zach Levine. I dare the Knicks. I'm almost, I'm almost daring them to trade RJ Barrett for Zach Levine. I dare them to trade RJ Barrett for Brandon Ingram because the karma that they will receive will be harsh. The NBA guys don't like that bullshit. I don't like it either. And the one thing that people don't talk about, you know, the last thing I want to bring up is, you know, I, you know, I fucks with Josh Hart, right? You know, I, I, I like what he does. I like what he brings to the court. But the way he got his minutes, very skeptical, you know, no questions about earning practice time. I mean, no questions about practice, no questions about earning minutes, no questions about Tibbs having to see if his rotations will work. None of those questions came up. 
he instantly inserted Josh Hart. So do I respect Josh Hart minutes? Hell fucking no. I'm going to keep it a band with you. Do I respect the fact that Josh Hart gets the ball from his teammates? Hell fucking no. Because when a certain guy was here, he wasn't getting the ball. So I need to see a bigger sample size of what's going on on the court. Um, I'm kind of scared to myself, Raid, because anybody who thinks Zach Levine, Randall, and Brunson will win them anything, may God bless you. May God help you and may God save you. But those three will not save you. That is not a championship three. A 30-year-old Randall, a 28-year-old Brunson, and a 29-year-old Zach Levine with bad knees, where his knees is older than my mother. My mother is 57 years old. Whoa. Hell no. See, see, this is where we got to pump the brakes, bro. I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like, you're not going to convince me that, that Zach Levine and his bad quote-unquote knees are, are not a good move to pair up with RJ. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I would not trade RJ for Zach Levine. I would trade for Zach Levine to pair him up with the squad. And then you can convince me on how to win now. You get what I'm saying? Because with those guys and then Mitch Healthy, I can see, like, us trying to contend. But then I need the other six. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, I got to understand. I got I to see it in full fruition, but I'm not going to shit on Zach Levine and sit here and be like, nah, fuck that. Because Zach Levine is a baller, bro. Like, and that, and that's the other thing. Like a lot of people want to, and us as Knicks fans, we do this shit a lot too. Like we like to just shit on players when it's like, yo, when we, we let's just look at the basketball aspect of what these guys are capable of doing. Like these dudes are special. You got what I'm saying? And, and Zach Levine is not a scrub. So, no matter how how anybody feels about it, I feel like him on any team, they would have a shot with the right roster buildup because he himself he's solid. He's a bucket, bro. That's just how I feel about it. Yeah, I understand. Um, kind of align with my thought process when it comes to things. Like, I'm not trading RJ Barrett for Zach Levine. But if you try to, if you want to convince me to bring Zach Levine on, and you want to say, look, listen, man, let RJ be the fourth option. Let him grow along even slower. Let them other three, you know, because RJ going to get that out the mud regardless. Somebody else going to have to change their game. Because I don't think RJ going to change his game. He is too aggressive with the pill. And I like it. I li- Keep shooting. Keep. Shooting RJ Barrett, do not falter. Don't become soft. You have to keep shooting. I don't give a shit if he goes three for a million. He has to keep shooting the ball, bro. Because you cannot show weakness. That's the thing about Brunson. Brunson, you could tell you know a dog when you see one. Brunson's a dog. You know a dog. I knew Randall was a dog. He played like puppy child. That's why I was getting at him the way I was. And what's crazy, Ray, I haven't said <laughs> I haven't said trade Julius Randle yet. So when you came in here and said, 
you know, people saying sell high on Randall, this, that, and the third. I have not said sell high on Randall in about a week. Because I'm trying to have I'm trying to be respectful of what he's doing right now. And this is why I just keep it to fire Tom Thibodeau. And not just fire tips and trade Randall. I want to be respectful and I'm trying to hold myself accountable too. Because I don't want to be a guy who continuously saying, you know, hey, fuck Randall, get him off the team. I can't say that while he's playing well. That's stupid. That's poppycock. It's nonsense. I'm not going It's nonsense. I'm, I've always been a person of principle. That's how I always watch basketball everyday life. That's how I treat my real life. I treat it with principles. If I see something and, and it's happening before my eyes and, and he's actually playing well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out the way I see it. So as far as me and Randall's concerned, what I will say is I am not off of the sell-high crowd. I still would like to trade Randall. With that said, I am not going to be on these Twitter streets. I am not going to be on these pods actually shouting out trade Julius Randle because it's not fair. Um, Absolutely not fair to that man. He's a two-time All-Star. And he's actually got an All-Star in the season where it's real basketball. So I'm just trying to show him as much respect as he's shown me as a Knicks fan. He doesn't bitch a lot no more. Um, Hustles. Doesn't take a lot of dumbass shots anymore. He actually takes shots that I want him to take. Like, it was a shot... A rainbow midi, oh, uh, uh, I think it was over Spencer Dinwiddie, or or uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, or or the other guy, man, the other guy. Uh, I came in Doris Finney Smith, and I'm like, oh, okay, Randall, yeah, put your body in them, shoot over the top of this man. He's playing smart basketball. He's not playing like an asshole. He's not spending into three people, but that's called growth and maturity. I had to get at Randall the way I was. Because you was 27 years old. No way you should be turning the ball over the way you are. You got to treat certain people differently than others. I cannot treat R.J. Barrett the same way I treat Randall. If I had kids, I'm not treating my 10-year-old child the same way I treat my 4-year-old. Not happening. I'm absolutely putting more weight on my 10-year-old child rather than my 4-year-old. Because you should know better. He's still trying to figure the shit out. He or she. You should know better. So when I looked at Randall, you should know better. You absolutely should know better. Looking at Jalen Brunson, when he being a ball hogging bastard, and he's not, he's being Jalen Moutier. He's not being Jalen Ivers. <laughs> let me, let, excuse me. Let me tell y'all the difference between Jalen Moutier and Jalen Iverson. Jalen Moutier, ball hogs. Nobody else has a flow or rhythm around him. And he has absolutely no reason to ball hog. He's just getting looking for his own shot, not looking for his teammates, not doing anything to help the offense generate points. Because I've seen the Knicks offense have spells where they just do not score for like four minutes straight. I've seen it. So enough with the pop guy talk. Now Jalen Iverson is the Brunson that you get when he's scoring, but he's scoring in the flow of a game and the flow of the offense. Like he was tonight is scoring when needed. You needed those points tonight. I 
Absolutely. 45, 45, Jalen Iverson. It's a difference between good scoring and bad scoring. Great scoring tonight from Brunson. And he was efficient as hell. 14 for 19 at one point in this game. Very e- efficient. I think for the past few games, he's shooting like 62% from the fifth. Brunson is so efficient, man. So efficient. Um. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, what's up? What's up, bro? Uh. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, he's, he's efficient. That's a, I got to give him that. He's efficient. Um, Even though I want the playmaking to pick it up, he, he got to pick it up. But nights like this, I got to call him Jalen Iverson. I can't call him Jalen Moutier. At the start of the game, I thought Jalen Moutier was coming out because he was doing a little bit of ball hogging. But I noticed as the way the game was going, I noticed, oh, okay, I need Brunson to be a little more aggressive this game. RJ's he doesn't have it this game. Grimes, he's playing like Quentin and Lakina right now. Okay, I don't want to talk about him. Randall, oh, he's playing like a fuckhead. All right, Jalen Iverson, we need you. To, we need you today. Today, we need him. Uh, Josh Hart, utility man. <laughs> Every team needs that. And that's how I felt about Quentin Grimes. So now we got two utility men. You always need these type of guys who don't need the ball, who could wreak havoc in a game, who could effectively score without the ball, guys who move without the ball. I seen uh, uh, Josh Hart make a beautiful cut. Isaiah Hardenstein feeding him off that cut. That's just high IQ basketball. That's what I need from a 27-year-old. He knows how to play the game. He doesn't need development right now. And that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted a veteran wing. But see, I wanted a taller wing. I didn't want a 6'4", motherfucker. But see, Josh Hart, me just not watching him up close and personal for for his um, NBA career. Now I'm just first time watching him. He plays bigger than his size. Pause. Uh, the man is 6'4". He plays like he's 6'9". Because uh, space the floor, he's been spacing the floor very well for us. That's a, That's the key thing. And he's giving us energy, too. So, uh, salute to Josh Hart. That was a good pickup. I was shitting on Leon Rose a little bit. I was shitting on Leon Rose. Okay, you sly devil motherfucker. You wasn't you wasn't asleep the whole time. You know, sometimes, you know, people got to say, yo, you know what? I was wrong. I was, I was wrong about Josh Hart, you know. I wasn't shitting on Hart, the player. I was shitting on the actual deal because I'm like, yo, why would you trade our first-round pick for another role player? Now, if I move that narrative aside, we still got the marriage pick. So we still have a first-round pick in the 2022 NBA draft. And at the same time, we have an extra role player who can help us along the way. Now, come playoff time, is where things get interesting. Because I'm not looking at Brunson. I'm not looking at Josh Hart. I'm not looking at none of those guys. There's four people I'm looking dead at when we get to the playoffs. First is Julius Randle. Randle, last time you was in the playoffs, you shot 27% from the field. You shot 17% from three. Brother, you look so bad. I, I thought I, I almost took myself out to the incinerator. He was so bad. I remember watching that fucking playoff game in my house. 
he was so bad. He was awful. Looking at you, Randall. Next up, R.J. Barrett, Ruben Patterson, Aaron McKee, Eric Snow, Katino Mobley, Maurice Spates, Tyrone Hill. I don't know where he was during that playoff series. His only excuse is he was 20 years old. He was a baby. So only excuse. Besides that, he was off. That's the second guy I'm looking at. The third guy I'm looking at, Mitchell Robinson. Last time we made the playoffs, Mitchell Robinson was not in the playoff series with us, and that hurt us a lot. I need Mitchell Robinson to be healthy for these for this playoff run because we're going to need that young man. We, we're we're going to need him. We're going to definitely need Mitchell Robinson, especially on pick and rolls, especially on switches. Uh, 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 we missed Mitchell Robinson a couple of these games. We probably would have won more games if Mitchell Robinson was healthy during this stretch. But, you know, Mitchell Robinson, he's the third person I'm looking at. And last but not least, um, to a lesser degree, to a lesser degree, I got to look at Quentin Grimes. I got to see what type of – I, I got to see Quentin Grimes – on the big stage. I got to see his defense on the big stage. I got to see how much of an irritant he could be. I can see, I got to see how much of a pest he could be. A uh, 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 ro- roach spray, raid. I got to see it. Very active on the court. Uh, 22 years old. This will be his first time in the playoffs. So be lenient about his points. I'm not too concerned about how many points he scores in the playoffs. I'm just concerned about his impact. Will he impact the game without scoring? That is the main thing with me. So those four guys is guys that I'm specifically looking at in the playoffs. I think the Josh Hart pickup, it, it, it was a great pickup uh, by Leon Rose. I should have on it at first, thought it was just mid. It is mid, but at the same time, we just injected Hawk Sherm in this mid. Now we super mid. So let's wait and see. We 32 and 27. Hopefully we could beat the Hawks ass next. Um, and get them the fuck out of here before All-Star break. Um, my next pod, um, I'm not going to be talking about R.J. Barrett or Josh Hart. I'm going to be talking about the rest of the squad. Uh, talking about Randall, getting to Mitchell Robinson and the rest of those guys. Shout-out to Isaiah Hardenstein. He's picked it up ever since he held himself accountable. Got to show him love for that. Ain't played tough tonight. Uh, but the other guys, and we're going to talk a little bit about Tibbs and talk a little bit about Leon Rose. And um, what would a playoff first-round win would mean for the Knicks? How meaningful would it be for the Knicks franchise to get out the first round of this particular season after what we've been through these past eight years? So I'm intrigued. But salute to everybody that joined me. Ray, I appreciate you, bro, for joining me on this pod, man. Appreciate it, man. Late-night pod. Um, Had to get this talk out there. Felt like talking. I did not want to join Spaces earlier. With all due respect to everybody that had a space, I just didn't want to talk to y'all. I'm not interested in a two-hour shitting session on my third overall pick. I'm just not doing that. (laughs) I'm just not. He looks like Ruben Patterson. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay, cool. Quentin Grimes, he getting smoked tonight. He was getting dog-walked all night by Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay, cool. No problem. 
I'm not going to say and be mad. I smoke a lot of weed, man. I'm not going to say and be pissed off all, all night, man. So salute to y'all, man. I'm out of here. It's your boy State, man. Peace and love, man. Blessings.